I am aware of the time, and I planned accordingly. But I do want to share briefly with you, as I thought about, as I thought about raising children in the day and time in which we live, um, this this thought has popped in my mind, and it's kind of been on my mind, even not just in this context of raising children for a few weeks. In fact, I shared something similar with uh, with a, a group of students at one of our schools uh, just a few weeks ago, um, and and then uh, I heard a stat uh, not too long ago, actually just this past week, that this put this on my mind even more, and so I thought, what could I just briefly share with our parents, um, thinking about one of the many things that um, there will be a challenge, and, and a challenge, I think, more so in, in our society today than maybe it was uh, a generation ago. Um, not saying that this truth that we're talking about wasn't important a generation ago. It's just becoming harder and harder to stand firm on this particular doctrine of what we believe. And so it is essential, it is vital for us to make sure we know as adults what we believe and what the Bible says about this so that then we can make sure we share accurately and boldly with our children, whether that's in our home or in a Sunday school class or, or, or just riding down the road or even out on the ball field as we would have an opportunity to talk about Jesus. We want to make sure we understand this. I, I had an opportunity in 2007 to go to Romania, and uh, and, and while I was there, um, I was able to drive while I was there. Um, I'll save that story for another time, but um, I, long story short, they needed somebody that knew how to drive a, a stick shift, and I knew how to drive a stick shift, and so um, I was a driver in another country, and uh, I don't know if that was legal or not, but uh, hopefully I can't get in trouble for it now. Uh, that was a long time ago. But, uh, but I drove. The problem was I couldn't read the street signs, and um, I had never been to this city before, and I didn't know where I was going. And so uh, there were these translators um, who were teenagers, and they were riding with us, and they were translating for us. problem is um, they didn't know how to drive either. <laughs> And they hadn't learned the road signs, and I think they just walked everywhere, so they didn't have a clue about how to drive through their city. And so we're, I'm driving, and they're talking, and, and it was fairly comical because they would just be talking in Romanian, and then all of a sudden I would hear left, and I would go left, and then they'd start talking in Romanian to one another, and all of a sudden I'd hear right, and I'd go right, and I'd like a little bit more warning, but there were... There were multiple occasions where we're driving. I'm driving down this street, and I get about halfway down the street, and I realize all the cars parked on this side of the street and this side of the street are facing that way. I'm going the wrong way down a one-way street. And I, I would ask them, I would say, isn't this a one-way street? I mean, there's no, definitely only room for one flow of traffic, and all the cars that are parked, are, both sides are pointing that direction. And, and it was like... One way, ah, oh, you're fine. Like that is, this, they didn't even understand what a one way street was because they just walked everywhere, and uh, and so it was scary. It was when I would realize that I was driving the wrong way down a one way street. But something far scarier is when you realize you're headed the wrong direction when your destination that you're hoping to get to is heaven. 
And that's where you're trying to get to. That's where you want to be with the Lord, but you find out that you're headed the wrong way. I think there's a lot of people who think they are headed in the right direction, but they are not headed where they think they are headed. There is only one way to experience life with God after death, and that way is Jesus Christ. There is only one way to experience life with God after death, and that way is Jesus Christ. I want to give you, um, I want to give you four evidences from Scripture, and I'm going to mention these fairly quickly, and they come from different places in the Bible. Four evidences of Scripture to help us know that Jesus is the only way. So when your child says, well, so-and-so at school said that there's other ways to get to heaven, you can say, let me show you what the Bible says. Not just, well, the Bible says that Jesus is the only way. But let me show you where the Bible says that Jesus. Why do we believe that? So many people in our society think that you can get to Jesus, you can, excuse me, you can get to God all sorts of ways. You can be a Buddhist and end up in heaven. You can be a Hindu and end up in heaven. You could be a practicing Jew and end up in heaven. You could be a Christian and end up in heaven. You could be a Muslim and end up in heaven. You could be something else and end up in heaven. I talked with a guy just the other day who believes exactly that. He said it doesn't matter. We'll all end up in the same place. We'll all be in heaven. And that is not true. Four evidences. Number one, John chapter 14, verse 6. This is the main one. If I can only give you one, this is the one I would give you. The claim of Jesus. We know that Jesus is the only way because of the claim of Jesus. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said this. As he was talking about heaven, his disciples were wanting to go there with them. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As I was having the conversation with this guy a couple of weeks ago, and he said, oh, you can believe in Jesus, and I'll be a Hindu, and uh, someone else could be a Buddhist, and we just are sincere in what we believe, and, and we all end up in the same place. I said, hold on. I said, the Christian scriptures say that Jesus is the only way. So somebody's not telling the truth. Either Jesus is the only way or he's lying to us. And if he's lying to us, then there's no way that he's the way to heaven. There's no way that he's the way to God. If what he's doing is lying, he's the way somewhere else. He's a he's a tool of the devil. So either he is the only way or he's not the only way. And if he's not the only way, he's not a way. He's just a liar because he said that he is the only way. And when you say this is the only way, you're ruling out all other ways. When the sign says one way, you can't say, well, that means I can go whichever way I want and it'll still be legal. No, one way means one way. This is the way and that's the only way. And you don't have to put on that sign, that street sign doesn't have to say, now, if you go this way, it's wrong. Or if you go this way, it's the wrong way. Or if you go this way, it's the wrong way. All that sign has to say is one way. 
It just has to have one arrow, and you know that all other ways that you might go on that, drive down that street are wrong unless you're going that one way. Jesus is the only way. The claim of Jesus is evidence that he is the only way of salvation. Second one is the command of Jesus. The command of Jesus. Matthew chapter, I'm going to go here quickly, okay? So if you have a chance to turn, do that. If you just want to jot it down, you can do the reference, you can do that as well. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20. We know this is called the great commission or the great command. It's the command of Jesus. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Question, if Jesus is not the only way, and he would know that, he's the Son of God, God would know that there, if there were many ways to get to God, God would know that, okay? And that man that I was having a conversation with, that he believed that. He said, God knows that there are many ways to him, okay? That's wrong, don't believe that, but that's what he said, okay? So here's, here's my question. If there are many ways to God, then why is God? are Jesus' last words before he leaves this earth, go and tell everybody about me. If they're already going to heaven anyways, why would he give them that commission? That would be a wasted life if they spent their lives going and telling people about Jesus if there were a lot of other ways that they could get to God. Not only would it be a wasted life, he would sentence them to a death that means nothing. Because these disciples, as we'll see in just a minute, suffered greatly to obey the command of Jesus. And so if he tells them, go and tell people about me, and by the way, and he had already told them this before he gave them this command, on the night that he was arrested, don't be surprised when they hate you. He was, Jesus was sentencing them to a death that they didn't have to die if there were more than one way to heaven. If Jesus is not the only way, why would he command them to go into all the world suffering greatly in order to do so, so that people could hear about Jesus? But if Jesus is the only way, then what a loving command that he would command his followers Go into all the world and make sure everyone knows about me. Why? Because I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one is going to get to the Father. No one is going to get to heaven unless he or she believes in me. The claim of Jesus is evidence that he is the only way. The command of Jesus is evidence that he is the only way. And number three, and this goes right along with command, is the choice of the church. The choice of the church. And we see this in Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5. We can look and all throughout the book of Acts and all throughout the letters in the New Testament. We look at the choice of the church. Because once Jesus makes a claim about who he is, that he's the only way, and gives a command, therefore go because I'm the only way. Everybody's got to know about me so they can believe in me. Now the church has a choice. What are we going to do? Are we going to spend our lives... Telling people about Jesus, or are we not? And we know from Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 5, and all throughout the rest of the New Testament, the choice that the church made. Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are arrested in Acts chapter 4. And when they're arrested, 
They say this, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Hey, that's a that's a great statement, Peter and John. Let's see if you really believe that. The church, the, 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 the Jewish leaders, the, the same ones who had just a few weeks earlier had Jesus arrested and hung on a cross, say, stop talking about Jesus. You can talk about God. You can read your Hebrew scriptures. They were doing that as well. The religious leaders. You can talk about heaven. Just don't talk about Jesus. You can talk about being a good person. You can talk about turning from sin. Just stop talking about Jesus. Remember who's saying this? The same people who just hung Jesus on a cross. And so as disciples, the church has a choice to make. Do we risk our lives in order to tell people about Jesus, or do we just keep our mouths shut about Jesus and just teach people to, to, to read the Hebrew Scriptures and to, to, to try to be a good person and try not to sin and obey the Ten Commandments? We can do all that stuff, not talk about Jesus, and we won't have to risk our lives. Because it's very likely, if they hung Jesus on a cross and we keep talking about Him, they might hang us on a cross too. I love the response of Peter and John down in verse 17, 18, 19, and 20. Verse 17, But in order that it may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name. That's the name of Jesus. Verse 18, So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. Here was their response. You decide for yourself whether we should listen to you or God. We're going to choose for ourselves to listen to God. And he has said to tell people about Jesus so you can do with us what you want. We will give our lives to tell people about Jesus. Why would they make such a claim? Why would they put their lives on the line? Because of verse 12 that I just read a minute ago. They didn't just give lip service to this statement. They knew it and believed it to be true that there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. We can look at the same thing in Acts chapter 5. I'll just read one verse uh, to us. It says, and when uh, Acts chapter 5 verse 40, and when they had called the apostles in, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and they let them go. Let me read one more verse. Then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. I got to read one more verse. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. They were beaten for it. And they said, we're not going to stop. Why? Because they knew that there is salvation in no one else except Jesus Christ. Number four, fourth evidence from Scripture that Jesus is the only way. He is the center of heaven. He is the center of heaven. Revelation chapter 5. Jesus is the center of heaven. As I, as I was sitting there next to, next to this, this man who's super nice. I mean, we were talking with one another. He was very polite and he was sharing about what he, what he believes. And he said, oh, we'll all, we'll all be in heaven one day. But he doesn't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He believes he was a real person. He would probably say that he was a good man, which is a ridiculous claim to make. Because he wasn't just a, he can't just be a good man. He's either the son of God who is the Messiah in the only way, or he's, as we said earlier, a liar. 
But he would say, oh, Jesus is real and he was a good man. You believe in Jesus. I'll believe what I want to believe. And we'll all end up in heaven together. Well, I've got news for him and everyone else that thinks that they can reject Jesus here on this earth and somehow enjoy heaven. Because in heaven, we're going to worship Jesus forever and ever and ever. The center of heaven is the King of kings, the Lamb who was slain on his throne, receiving the glory and the praise of his people. Revelation chapter 5. We have this Lamb who looks to be slain and says this of the Lamb, that the elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, in which are the prayers of the saints. Verse 9, and they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you, not worthy is this other God, or this other God, or this other God. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed for people, ransom people for God from every tribe, every language, and people, and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Verse 11, and then I looked and I heard around the throne of the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, numbering myriads and myriads, thousands of thousands, saying with a loud verse, voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the earth and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb, that is Jesus, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped the center of heaven is Jesus Christ. No other God. Jesus, Jesus alone. And so it is foolish to think that I can worship another God here on this earth and somehow be welcomed into heaven to worship Jesus for all of eternity. No. Who is standing around the throne? Worshippers of Jesus. People, what's it say, who have been ransomed by His blood. Only those who have been ransomed by the blood of Jesus. So here's a question for us. Have I, have you been ransomed by the blood of Jesus? Which way are you going to get to that destination of heaven? Is it Jesus or is it another way? Because the only one standing around the throne are those who have chosen to follow Jesus. The only ones standing around the throne are the ones who have had their sins washed away by what the lamb who was slain did on the cross when he paid the price for our sin. You say, well, how does that blood get applied to my life? By repenting of sin, that is to turn from sin and to trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. He is the only way. Parents, parents. This is something that that you are going to deal with more with your children than your parents had to deal with with you. Because this idea that Jesus is not the only way is growing and growing 
and growing and growing in our society. Not only is that idea and thought and belief growing, but it's also becoming more and more and more offensive to people to tell them that Jesus is the only way and that they are headed in the wrong direction. So here's what that means. Persecution, even if it's not physical, but verbal persecution to those against those who claim that Jesus is the only way. That means if you teach your child that Jesus is the only way of salvation, he or she goes to school or wherever they're out at, out on the ball field or or, or practicing with the band or wherever they're at, and they say, you know, Jesus is the only way of salvation, they will be accused of being intolerant, of being offensive, and probably will be told to keep that to themselves. So if they don't have a solid foundation on which to place that belief other than just that's what my mama said or that's what my daddy said or that's what my grandparents said, they will cave in to what is popular in the culture, which is the false belief that Jesus is not the only way of salvation. Here's my plea for us today. Twofold. Number one, have you trusted in Jesus Are you following that one way of salvation? If you're not, today you can turn from your sin and trust in Jesus Christ alone for salvation. He will save you today. Second is this. Are we going to actively take God's word and train up the next generation to stand firm? To stand firm on this truth. Because there's a very real reality. My children will be made fun of. Much more than I ever thought about being made fun of when I was a kid. For saying that Jesus is the only way of salvation. And as a parent, I've got to be be 100% sure And nowhere in God's Word it says that Jesus is the only way. If I'm going to look at my little girls and say, Darling, it doesn't matter what anybody does to you. You never, ever, ever back down from the belief that Jesus is the only way of salvation. You look with love at them. And you say, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And Jesus loves you enough to save you if you will surrender your life to him. Four evidences from Scripture that Jesus is the only way. Let's pray. Father, I know our service today looked a little little different than, than it normally does, but Father, my prayer is that you have been honored and glorified in all that has been said and done here today. Father, my, my prayer as we close is simply this. Father, if there is anyone here who is headed the wrong way, they've bought into the lie of the enemy that has become the lie of our culture, a lie that is growing and growing and growing, that there are other ways that you don't have to 
be 100% committed to Jesus Christ, that He's just one of many ways. Father, if there's someone here today that believes that, Father, I pray that by Your grace You would snatch them out of that sinful, rebellious thought and they would trust in Jesus Christ alone for their salvation. They would believe that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And they would trust that what He did on the cross and only what He did on the cross is enough to save them from their sin. Father, I pray for salvation for that person today. And Father, Secondly, this, that we would stand firm on this truth. Father, if we love people, if we want to see our children, if we want to see our friends, if we want to see our family members, if we want to see the peoples of this world who you created in your image standing around your throne one day, Father, we will not back down, but we will lovingly and firmly say, Jesus is the only way. Father, help us to know it, help us to believe it, help us to live it out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.